welcome back to another week of Nailed It with St. Joe. Hope you had a fantastic 4th of July. Nobody lost any digits, hands, feet, eyeballs, anything like that. Uh, we're all intact and everybody had a good weekend. Uh, lots of fun stuff uh, happened uh, for me. Got to enjoy the annual tradition of riding the bikes up and down uh, First Street here in Jack's Beach. Always a good time. It was hot. It was super hot. I think the uh, temperature went up to, I think the last time I checked, it was like 112 degrees uh, with the heat index, and it was super hot, uh, which means all the crazy people uh, got very, very drunk very, very fast because of the heat and uh, you know dehydrated, didn't drink a lot of water. Uh, so that made for some very, very good people watching, uh, which is always a good time. And uh, with the amount of people that were out, uh, it was very, very fun, uh, but a great tradition that we always do with some good friends of ours. Uh, I think this is probably like the eighth or ninth year that we've uh, we've been down there. And um, now that uh, all the pandemic stuff is over, uh, it was definitely bigger and better than it ever was. Uh, so it's fun to see everybody out there. And uh, every year, you know, we seem to run into a lot of old friends and catch up with people that we haven't seen for quite some time. And uh, it's it's fun to be out there and run into them uh, because you never know who you're going to see. Um, and, you know, it's really the best of Jacksonville, uh, Jack's Beach, Atlantic Beach area, uh, because everybody really has a good time. They all get along. Uh, the kids were out there throwing water balloons at everybody, and I thought for sure they're going to nail somebody, make somebody mad. Uh, but it didn't happen, and um, everybody, like I said, they enjoyed it. I think it was because it was so hot they didn't care if they got nailed with a water balloon. Uh, but they they just had a really good time, and uh, it was a good weekend. Um, I'm hoping everybody else had as much fun uh, either sitting by the pool, doing a barbecue. I know some of us were probably locked into a parking lot, uh, burning off the uh, the sweat uh, either working or um, maybe you're behind an air-conditioned desk working a couple days, but hopefully you got some time off and got to enjoy some family time. So um, maybe you got to catch up some of the lineup, the typical lineup that we have with the uh, UNF Pod family, the Unfiltered Studios family that you can find at unfpod.com. I know they had uh, some really good episodes uh, going on. Uh, you know, you got pedals of support on Tuesday. You got the refiltered boys on uh, on two on Wednesday. They had a good Fourth of July uh, episode. Uh, you've got um, uh, Beebs on uh, Thursday uh, doing a finding your way. He's doing a sounds like he's doing a couple a uh, uh, couple episodes here on the Book of Job. Uh, many, many saw it, the book of Job, but it's not it. It's the book of Job. And um, the, uh, every day you've got the Stupid History Minute. Be sure to check that out. And then you've got Hypno Wellness, uh, Cindy, coming out twice a week uh, with uh, some, uh, some therapy uh, for the, your listening pleasure. 
Uh, and then, you know, our friends over at the, uh, the two penny, they keep, uh, keep on kicking it with good episodes every Friday that you can check out. Uh, so don't forget them. Uh, this week, uh, I thought that I would take you back because you know what, when we were out, we, uh, we stopped in recently. Uh, I had to go in. My son went to a basketball camp and I had to get him a new pair of shoes uh, because he's grown like a weed. He's 14 years old and he is about six feet tall. And, uh, you know, so every year that he goes to this basketball camp, it seems like he needs to get a new pair of shoes. So the only place that uh, really has any kind of shoes, uh, we try, uh, besides ordering on online, but we needed them right away. So we had to go to the mall. And I don't know about the last, any of you, but the last time that I went to the mall, it was pretty depressing. And the mall is not like it used to be. I mean, when I was a kid, going to the mall was fun. And it was, it was something you wanted to do. And the reason it was is because, because of the shops that were really there. And maybe for me, I guess more for me, it was a treat really to go to the mall. Um, and I'm talking as a little, a little kid. Um, and and I'll, I'll kind of gonna take you through a little progression as a kid to a teenager to maybe an adult and see what, what happens. But, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, from what I can remember and the stores and everything like that, um, I think is really the nostalgia of the mall and it's really disappeared. And unfortunately, a lot of the malls of the day and age that I'm in have disappeared. Um, I know if I go back to my hometown, they had thriving malls and now most of them have been demolished and turned into tech schools or, or different things or maybe a mini mall now, um, but not anywhere near what they used to be. So with that, um, I thought I would, I would say as, as a kid going in, it was maybe the, the fascination or the, the shock and awe really that was was there because it was so big and it was, you know, you walk in and you see trees and water like inside and you're like, man, how did that happen? And it was just the, it, the works of art and maybe the, the murals are, you know, there always was like a big pond, um, at least up North, uh, you know, Wisconsin and things like that. There was something in there that was that was special that you you know maybe the uh, the uh, penny fountain uh, the wishing well or the the fountain that you would throw the pennies in and and things like that was a big attraction or something that you would go and you could gather around um, and of course the food court was uh, was the big attraction because that's where you would always end up to get if you were good during you know mom and dad going around the shop you would always end up there to get some kind of special treat. Uh, so thinking back, for me, the uh, the biggest treat that was always a staple in our mall was Orange Julius. Uh, I don't know if it was an, a North uh, thing. I think that I remember seeing them 
throughout the other malls. I, I, I believe there's one down here in Florida that, that I, I've seen. Um, and then it progresses, uh, you know, into different things throughout the ages. But looking back, I can remember, you know, Mrs. Fields cookie shop. Uh, and you would always get maybe something if, if a kid had a birthday party, you might've gotten it from there. You might've gotten that giant chocolate chip cookie. Um, but if you were a little kid, they would go up and they would give you that sample cookie, almost like they do at Publix down here. They give you that free cookie. Um, you would always have Sabaro uh, seem to be a staple there or some kind of pizza, pizza place. Um, there used to be, um, you know, maybe uh, the, the baked potato place uh, was a popular uh, a popular staple as well, but there used to be, um, you know, Dairy Queen, Burger King. They might be in the mall. Uh, they might be mini miniature versions of the restaurant, but they were typically in the mall that you get. Uh, much like the Chick Fil A's and Taco Bell's and things are these days that you could you could maybe find in a mall. Um, but then uh, I'm trying to think of other, um, you, know, you might have a local mom and pop store that, that have popped up here and there. And I'm sure they're relative to where you lived that it would have been that particular person. Um, there was the, um, the hickory, um, oh, what was it called? It was the meat, um, it was the meat uh, place that you could, it, I don't know if that was necessarily in the, uh, in the in the food court though um oh man hickory hickory something either way um but it is i think that was outside of the in the main mall because it sold like um selections of meats and cheeses that you could send to everybody um so, yeah, it was more like baskets and meats and cheeses and things that you could send to everybody. Uh, so I don't think that was in the food court. Uh, but it was just a special time and that you could do as a kid to to go. And then for me, um, it was it was really interesting because you could um, you could go to the sports stores were always fun for me. And that was where I really wanted to wanted to be. Because, you know, you would see everybody that you saw on TV. You would see their memorabilia. You would see the baseball cards. You would see the football cards. You would see the jerseys, the hats, the anything that you wanted to, wanted to get. That's where I wanted to go. Um, that's where you would particularly find me. And there was always, I know there was a local one for me um, that was owned. It wasn't one of the big... Um, sports ones, it was a local person that had everything and, uh, you could get anything you wanted and that's, that's where you would find me. Uh, and so they did compete with Shopco of all people, uh, for the merchandise, uh, because Shopco was an anchor store and that was the other thing that you had. And, and to, to this day, you still have it in malls is you have those big anchor stores and that's how you knew where you parked and where you came in. Because typically there was like a JCPenney's on one wing, a Sears on the other, 
and then maybe a, a Prangies or a, in my case, it was a Shopco because that's an up north thing. Or it might have been a, a um, I'm trying to think of other places around around the states that I know. Um, uh, I'm sure Prangies is out there. Um Benjamin Franklin, maybe uh, that was always a popular one or a Hobby Lobby or something like that might have been another big anchor. Uh, but that is where you marked and said, all right, when we're coming in, remember this, because that's where we park. Um, like when you go here now, it's it's Dillard's or Belk's or um, or Sears, maybe, maybe still particularly Sears. Uh, but that's how you you still kind of go in and say all right, we parked over here and we looked for the Mart. Um, maybe Kmart, maybe a couple different things, but those are all out of business. But um, again, and, and then as, as you grew up and you went to the teenage years, a lot of things happened at the mall. Uh, for us and for our high school, a lot of the proms, homecoming, uh, a lot of the dances happened at the mall because it was such a you know, center court uh, they had the space and they had the area that they could set up and they would close down the mall and they would have the dance there because they just had the space. And it was it was a big event to have something at the mall. Um, it was it was also maybe where that the arcade was to hang out. Maybe that was the place to go and you would meet up at the mall if you wanted to hang out with your friends. You know, you would cruise the mall and you would go into the shops and that's where you would spend your allowance. You would save up for, you know, these specific things. Um, one of the one of the shops uh, that I can remember as a teenager uh, was uh, Wilson's Leather. Maybe it's still out there somewhere holding on. I don't know. But um, you would go in there and you would hide that leather jacket that you wanted because you thought it was going to make you be that kid, that popular kid. Um, and you would save up your money and go in there and buy that because, you know, you would cruise them all and hang out that because that's what you wanted. Um, so that that's just something that I'm thinking and remembering uh, the stores that would line them all. Um, so when I think of that, I think of, Wilson's Leather, Maurice's, The Limited, uh, The Gap. Uh, there were music stores like Sam Goody's. Um, there were uh, Kenny Shoes. There was Brookstone. There was um, Brookstone, man. That was, uh, that was you know, where you went. Um, that was like the before the sharper image. You know, you got the magazine at home and you're like, oh, man, I wonder if they have this in the store. And you would go see it and say, yep, that's what I want to buy. Uh, it was the technology, you know, guru. And and then then it turned in basically to the sharper image. Um, you would have um, you would have county seat. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but that's where you got your jeans. You know, that, that was the Levi's store before, like, the buckle, uh, where then it became the designer jeans or the guest store or something like that. But county seat was, you'd go in there and you'd get, you'd get any kind of jeans you want. And that's all they sold was jeans. 
And, you know, your mom would take you in there and say, here's your, pick out your jeans for the school, school year. And you'd get a couple of jeans and that was it. Um, jean jackets, overalls, bibs, uh, anything you wanted denim was in that store. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they had 740 stores at their peak. So think about that. And they, they were in a lot of malls. Um, that was a that was a huge store. Um, whatever. Uh, let's see what else can I think of? Casual Corner. That was another one too. Um, man, that's that's uh, for the sophisticated woman. Um, man, I remember seeing that in the mall. Uh, let's see, Spencer's Gifts. That one was a funny one because that one, uh, the thing I remember about Spencer's Gifts was there was a 18 and older section only. And you would walk in and you would, there was, uh, you know, I don't know if it was like a, a, a curtain, at least for, for me, it was like a, uh, a see-through curtain almost. And you would go through and that's where they had all the, all the shirts and all the novelty gifts and everything that was, um, to, in this day and age, you would walk into Key West and you'd see everything and anything that you'd want. And that's where all that stuff would be. Um, or, you know, um, any shirt that you want this day and age, you could see, but if it had anything offensive or slightly suggestive, um, tobacco products or something like that, it would be in that area, uh, because heaven forbid it would be in the front where it could offend anybody. Um, Joe Camel or something in that area of that time, it would be back there because you wouldn't want to promote smoking or, or a cartoon camel with a cigarette in his mouth because, you know, with that lawsuit that came out later, he had to put it back there. Um, but things like that, it was Spencer's gifts and it was, it was funny. Um, that always cracked me up that there was a curtain drawn that you had to get permission to go back there and you, you'd always try to sneak back there, but they would, they would get you, they would get you some rent a cop or whatever would be standing out there. Some mall cop, um, Paul Blart <laughs> would stand there and the, with his little segue and he would get you to, uh, say you can't go in there. Um, I might've mentioned Maurice's, but that was another one too, was like the, um, the, the clothing store to, uh, to look at and make sure you had all the, the latest fashions or, or things like that. Um, man, it's just funny to listen to, let's see some of these, uh, some of these stores pop into your head. Um, you had the bookstores, uh, Walden books or BD Dalton, uh, B Dalton books. Um, merry-go-round, um, structure. That's another one. That's a good one too. Woolworths. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you would spend, uh, hours in the bookstore, uh, or at least I would, because you would go in there and it had, they had a comic book section and you would go in there and you would look through that or back in the day, I know, you know, you might laugh. But Dungeons and Dragons was a very popular game, and that's where you would go to get all your all your stuff. And 
there was a big section of it. I th- I I was in a bookstore, you know, recently. There's still a Dungeons and Dragons section. Uh, there's still people that play it. Um, and but back in the eighties, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, a couple movies that are based off of Dungeons and Dragons. There's a movie called Dungeons and Dragons. One of Tom Hanks, um, probably worst movies that he was in, uh, but uh, it 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 uh, it was a popular popular game, and you would go in there and you could sit and look and um, sometimes thumb through some of the uh, dungeon master uh, books to see if that's the ones you wanted to play or uh, different uh, different. Uh, character books and characteristic books to see if that's the ones you wanted to uh, brush up on to get your character better or whatever. And they had different sections for dice and different characters that you could paint and do everything. And I mean, it was a huge section, so you could spend a lot of time there. Um, and, And then the comic book section and then the magazine rack that you would look through for all the, the latest, um, popular magazines that they had in order to to keep up with all the stuff that had to do with entertainment and music. And I mean, there was just so much time that you could spend in an actual bookstore. And and when's the last time you went to a a bookstore? Uh, I mean, with with the technology that we have today, probably not, not too often. I mean, I, I can't imagine the bookstores today, do do very well um books a million or walden books or or i don't even know what the name of another one would be um like off the top of my head that i can't imagine that they're very busy the busiest part of that bookstore if there is one is probably the starbucks section um because you know people know that they could probably get better service there than maybe a busy drive through down the way or a busier starbucks down the way i'm not sure um, that might be the only reason they go there is to get Starbucks, maybe, um, read them, read the morning paper. If that's, if that's still even there, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're talking, you're, you gotta remember that you're talking to a person who had to do book reports from a card catalog. And there was a race when, when, when the report came out, there was a race to the library to, get that subject and and be the first one to that card catalog to get that subject to find that book because there might have been one maybe two copies of the book uh in the library and if you if you pick that subject and you didn't get there first to check out that book you had to find a new topic to write that report on uh so so man it, it that that time was that was a tough time and if you know, you only had so many subjects to pick from and man, life, life was hard back then. (laughs) So you had to think about it long and hard. And if you got there and you were the last person and you, you were a procrastinator, man, you're, you're, you're the bottom of the barrel with, for the reports that you're writing on. Uh, so man, you want to talk about being lonely at the mall or going to going at the mall and looking for somebody to, to say, hey, I need help with a report, you might be spending a lot of time cruising the mall looking for help because, uh, yeah, 
you uh you needed you needed uh you might you might have spent a lot more time at that bookstore trying to do some research uh so there there was it it brings back a lot of memories going to the mall and then you know so so going going into it today's day and age kids just don't appreciate the mall i mean when like it was the most probably depressing place that I've been to in a long, long time. And I feel really bad for the people that were work at the mall or, or have, you know, were at the mall because I think right now, you know, and, and I, I know for my parents, a lot of times they go to the mall in the winter time to walk the mall, the malls open early and they can do laps and they can get their miles in because it's it's way too cold. So that makes a lot of sense because, again, the size of the mall and they can walk the mall in a nice warm area. Uh, maybe in the summertime they can do the same thing if it's too hot. Uh, but but that that to me right now is, is probably the foot traffic that the mall's getting. I can't imagine that it is fun or that kids are going to the mall to hang out. You know, my kid is definitely not saying, hey, I want to go hang out at the mall. Take me to the mall to do this. It's almost like, oh, my God, we got to go to the mall. Why do we want to go to the mall? Uh, so where it used to be for me, it, it, I'm just it, it's sad. And, it, it, it's, and it's it's really tragic that some of these are going down and, and getting demolished because it used to be such a vibrant, fun happy place to go and when i was there i was just sitting there looking and just was really depressed and really just uh just dismayed at the at the at the troubles and everything that it has gone to and it just made me think about all the the good times and the memories that malls used to be and you know i thought hey that might be a, a pretty good topic to just brush through on the podcast. And maybe it charged some memories for you. And maybe you're thinking, you know, yeah, I remember a really good time where I met this friend or I did this or we did this or we snuck into here. Um, you know, the other thing that was at a mall, too, was a movie theater. You know, in a lot of things, there was probably one anchor was a movie theater. And that might have been something that you might have met your friends at to go to the movies or do something. And maybe that's the only thing that I could see kids doing this day is meeting there to go to a movie. Um, that would maybe make them all somewhat successful to do. Um, but maybe. Uh, but, but other than that, I just can't see, unfortunately, a reason to go to the mall unless there's a specific store that you have to go to to get there, uh, which is sad and unfortunate. But hopefully uh, you can think about some good memories that you had there, um, like the like the proms, the the, the homecomings, the um, what's the other one? Prom, homecoming. Uh, there's usually one more dance, but those are the big ones. Um, and they were good times because there was a lot of good times that we had. And... Um, and it brought back some good memories for you. Uh, but I wanted to move on to another uh, thing that 
has really been bothering me. And it was brought up on another podcast. And this is this is something, you know, that I think the hammerheads can are gonna relate to. Um it is it was brought up on the refiltered. And if you had listened to it this past week, uh, you're gonna know exactly what it was talking about. Now, you have the my wife is from Green Bay. And in Green Bay, she lives, she she was she was brought up in a house that was is directly across the street from Lambeau Field. On Lambeau Field, there is a clock, a giant clock on Lambeau Field that is set 15 minutes ahead of the normal time. And that is due to Vince Lombardi because Vince Lombardi said if you're 15 minutes late, I'm sorry, how do, what is it? If you're 15 minutes early, you're late. Now that is a, a concept to me that is very, very, very simple. Um, Keb is a very big stickler on being on time. And I myself, am a, I like to be on time, if not early, everywhere that I go. And my wife knows it and my wife hates it. Uh, I just think that it is a common courtesy to be on time. And he, if you listen to the refiltered, Kev was giving Biebs a little bit of grief, a little bit of trouble, because uh, he might have been running a little bit of late to start the, uh, the podcast. And uh, we had all worked together. And there was one thing that we could say uh, about Kev is that he, he needs to be on time. Because if not, it kind of puts him off, off, uh, off kilter a little bit. Um, he just, it's just one of his idiosyncrasies that he just likes to be on time. So for that, it's, it's, I want to, I want to hit on that note is why can't people be on time? Uh, because there's gotta be something wrong with them. <laughs> I mean, let's just put it straightforward. If you can't be on time, there's gotta be something wrong with you. Because it's a simple thing that you do. I mean, I got to the point that I told my wife, you know, some if we were going somewhere and we had to be somewhere at seven, I told her we had to be somewhere at six thirty because I would I would want to be there at seven. So I know that we would leave early enough to get there a little bit early so that we would be there at seven. And she would be like, Well, but you told me we had to be here at 6.30 and we don't have to be here till 7. And then she would end up almost getting mad at me because we were there a little bit early. But it's, that's, not, that's not my fault. It, it, I felt, wait a second, it's not my fault that we're here on time, if not a little bit early. It's just the right thing to do. So there's, you know, and I just don't, it drives me absolutely bonkers because I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. I love her to death. But if she will wait until the very last minute and we'll get there and, you know, for example, church, church of all places where you should be on time, you know, we should, we should walk in before the priest walks in. Nope. 
sometimes we are walking in as the priest is starting mass and everybody looks at you. Um, now, being Catholic, that's not necessarily a problem because as any good Catholic knows, if you're, you know, ride, arrive late at church, eh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's, there's people that come, you know, halfway through the mass and, and, you know, it's just, if you get communion, you know, that's probably, they're like, well, I made it to church. I got communion. I did my duty. Well, that's not necessarily the, the right thing to think and, and do, but that's a whole nother podcast that maybe Biebs can approach that on finding his way, uh, to explain that. Uh, but that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, but I just, you just need to be on, on time and it, it really drives me nuts. Um, so other, other things is, um, <laughs> so there's a, there's an episode of big bang theory, which I've been watching lately, which is a great show. So there's an episode that they have, for example, and they have a, uh, Penny has a Hall- Halloween party and they ask her and they say, what time is the Halloween party? And she goes, Oh, it's going to start at seven. And they're all dressed up and they literally knock on the door at 7 PM. And she's like, Oh, and she says, we're here for the party. And she goes, well, it starts, the, nobody's here yet. And they go, well, you said it starts at seven. And they live right across the hall from her. So she's like, okay, come on in. And they're like, well, where's all the people? And they go, well, it's seven. Nobody's going to be here yet till probably about nine. And they're like, well, you said the party starts at seven. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. Punctuality is something that's just courteous. It's it's the something you should do. So the long and short of it is, if somebody says, you know, do something, uh, be on time, this is the time it is. For me, it was always, and I was just raised this way, um, that you should be early. And I agree with Lombardi that if you're 15 minutes early, you're late. Um, you can ask all my siblings, uh, the two sisters that I have, uh, that uh, a great example and the best example that I can use, and we laugh about it every Christmas, uh, the Christmas story that I can tell we, and to this day, we, we laugh about it. And I, we probably tell it every time that we are all together is that my mom wanted to go to midnight mass. Um, and midnight mass as you know, there's two masses for the Catholic religion that people think if I go twice a year, I'm a good Catholic and that's Easter and Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. Um, and they think, okay, I'm doing my, again, I'm doing another, another topic that Biebs can, can hit on because they're doing a good Catholic and I'll be more than happy to be on the show and talk about it because I, it's, it's not true. But anyway, um, it's the, the church is packed and so you should get there early, um, on both of those days. Um, but Christmas Eve in particular, because usually your family's in town and things like that. Um, but they play Christmas music and everything until the minute mass starts and it's very nice and it's very good. Um, but my mom was like, we, we, it's midnight. So we need to get there early because there's going to be a ton of people there. And we're like, well, how early would you like to go? And cause we're not going at 1030, you know, we're not, we're, we're going to get there early, but we don't need to go that early midnight. You know, she's like, Oh, we should be there at 11. And I'm like, an hour? There's no way we need to be there at an hour. You know, so, we, well, maybe, I don't know, 11.15. You know, we were like, maybe 11.30. You know, it was just, so we, I think we compromised and 
we got her down to like 11.15. So 45, we need to be there 45 minutes before. We're like, oh my gosh. Well, we, we all got there. We're all dressed up. We're all, everybody's there. We pull up and we are literally the first people there. We, we're like sweeping the church to help clean up, to get the church ready for people to come. So, um, it's great. It's fine. We didn't have a, let's just say we didn't have a problem getting a seat. So we got a, we had our, the pick of the litter to where we want it. It was great. Um, we, you know, we helped set up the choir. We helped, you know, get the manger ready and it, it was great and great service and everybody was happy. Um, but it was, it, it was just funny, but you know what? We were early and, and it turned out great. So, just do your part. Try to be early. I think if everybody did that, maybe the world would be a little bit better place. So, um, and then moving on, uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna gonna talk a little bit about a blessing this week, um, and it it's a uh, just just bear with me as I do this. I know. You know, sometimes I'm, I may ramble on a little bit, shocking enough. Um, but this one, I think the easiest way that I, I want to just just frame this is that, again, I was listening. Uh, this this happens from the, the homily that I heard in, in church this last uh, this last Sunday. And it was it was brought to me because. Our priest had talked to us and he said, you know, I want you to look at two words. And he said, I want you to look at the word live, L-I-V-E. And he said, do you know what live spelled backwards is? It's evil. And I looked, I sat there for a minute and I'm like, wow, you know what? I never noticed that before. Never even thought of it before. He said that. And he said, what I want you to do is take those two words and look at them. And I said that for a reason, because live is, live is moving forward and evil is backwards. And you should always be looking forward and you should never look backwards. And I thought, man, that's a really good message. So... I just want to say and pass that message on to you to say in life in general, I think that that is a very good message or blessing, however you want to look at it, to say that you should always be looking forward. The past is the past. There's nothing that you can do about it or change. If something bad happens in your life, you just need to keep looking forward. Um, you can learn from it. You can accept what happened. People may make mistakes. Um, you can certainly change the way that you are from it, the way that you uh, perceived what happened, but don't look back on it. Don't have regrets. Um, I can look back and say, you know, I, I don't want to say without a beyond a shadow of a doubt, are there things that I have regrets for? Sure, absolutely. But are there things that I dwell on or look back in my life? 
No, not really. Um, which is a good thing. And, uh, you know, it, it really made me sit and think and ponder and say, am, am I moving forward and looking forward? Um, so it was a really short and sweet message that had a lot of power behind it. So I just want to say to you that I think, and he had a Latin phrase, which I don't remember, and I couldn't repeat if you had asked me to, that said it, you know, something to, but in a sense that you should always be looking forward. Don't look back. Um, which, which I, I think that is really what I want to leave you with, because if you, if you do, I think that you're going to find a lot more joy, uh, and a lot more just positivity in your life, because why look back? Um, like I said, you can't change it and, and you can only learn from it. Uh, it could be something as little as, you know, maybe you had an argument, uh, with a friend, maybe you had an argument with your spouse, uh, something, uh, you just have to get over it. Uh, maybe, maybe the job's not going well. Um, maybe you had to make a decision, uh, something, you know, to the effect, maybe you're moving, maybe, uh, you're, you're battling a decision. Uh, you're not sure if it's the right decision to make. Trust your gut. Do something like that. Just make the leap and move forward and just say, that's where I'm, that's what I'm going to do. There's no looking back. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say. So I'm going to leave you with that for the week. Uh, and I'm going to let you chew on that for a little bit. Uh, I hope that you all have a fantastic week. Don't forget about the other podcasts that I mentioned. Uh, if you like what you hear here, please uh, do me a favor, uh, subs uh, subscribe or follow me on the uh, different platforms. Give me a rating. Uh, I would certainly appreciate it. A review, a rating, anything that you want to do. Uh, it certainly helps me out. Um, I will take listeners uh, as you want if you want to share it. Uh, I post it out on Twitter, Facebook, uh, trying to get into Instagram and a couple different things. I'm working on it. Uh, so give me some time and we'll see what we can do. Uh, but again, check out the, uh, the UNF, uh, I'm sorry, the Unfiltered Studios uh, family. Again, uh, pedals of support on Tuesday, refiltered on Wednesday. Uh Thursday is Beebs uh, Finding Your Way. Friday or every day is uh, Stupid History Minute. And then we have uh, Cindy with uh, Hip the Wellness. She is, uh, I believe, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday is the description of what she's going to talk about. And Thursday is the therapy session. Um, I believe actually uh, Tuesday and Thursday now Pedals of Support has gone back to two episodes a week. And then our friends over at uh, the Two Penny uh, podcast, they come out on Friday. And then I do want to say um, our friends, uh, Nefarious Nightmare, have a, a really, really good series. Um, 
minding the beehive uh, again uh, that that you need to listen to. Um, it's really a good series, so give that a check out too if you want to. Um, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I want you all to have a great week. Remember, uh, whatever you do, work hard, play hard, but make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm, nailed it. In a world where the secrets of the past shape our present, comes a groundbreaking revelation that will change the way you see the ordinary. Prepare to embark on a journey through time with The Stupid History Book. From the creator of The Stupid History Minute podcast, our intrepid explorer has unearthed the tales of everyday heroes. They are not knights in shining armor, nor conquerors of nations, but the unsung champions of simplicity and practicality. Discover the secrets hidden within the folds of the most unassuming object, the paperclip. Its humble origins may surprise you, as this unpretentious piece of metal forever altered the course of human progress. Its story will unfold before your very eyes, revealing the power of ingenuity and innovation. But that's not all. Come along for the ride as we dive into the colorful history of a tool we take for granted every day, the toothbrush. Its bristles, once made from nature's own hair, have evolved into a masterpiece of design and dental hygiene. Witness the evolution of the humble toothbrush and how it transformed the way we care for our pearly whites. And if you thought blenders were just a convenient kitchen gadget, think again. The blender's journey is one of persistence and creativity. From its humble beginnings as a laboratory tool, it has become an essential companion in the culinary arts. Get ready to be amazed as we blend together the captivating tale of this remarkable invention. The stupid history book will transport you through the annals of time, reminding us that even the most seemingly trivial objects have played pivotal roles in shaping our world. Join us on this remarkable adventure as we unveil the stories behind these everyday items that have left an indelible mark on human history. Are you ready to rewrite your understanding of the past? Prepare yourself for an unforgettable journey through the pages of the stupid history book. Coming this fall.